What do you want? You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and twelve eighty zone. We're gonna to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on the Suns, his thoughts on what's going on with the Utah Jazz. We haven't talked to Howard since the front office shakeup, so we'll get his thoughts on that. Indeed we will. You know, I just keep thinking the Suns are gonna win it. I mean, we know, we know. Loving the, the sunrise, not the sundown. Excited about the Suns. Where did your fondness for the Phoenix Suns come from? Dan Marley guy? No, I never really liked the Suns, but I do I do think they're good. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Don't have any real connection to the Suns. Just watched them play this year and thought they were pretty good. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski uh, reported oh, about a half an hour ago or so that Trey Young will not play tonight, by the way, yeah. for uh, the Hawks. So they will both be disadvantaged. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. I, I, I truly do think that Milwaukee's more equipped to function without Giannis than Atlanta is without Trey. Who, who do you think is key in that regard? Because I, I I guess I'm – you just think the overall strength of – Chris Middleton has to, to start shooting the ball. I mean, they're gonna, the three ball might be it. It might be the equalizer. It's hmm. Milwaukee – you brought this up earlier in the show. Milwaukee may have to start – Making actually making threes again. Yeah, shooting like thirty yeah. percent in the playoffs, so it's not really working out uh, for them the way. I think they shot thirty eight, thirty nine percent during the regular season. But I like Drew Holiday. Um, I know some people have softened on him a little bit. Uh, I I still think he's uh, capable of of you know more production. You know, Brooke Lopez only had seven points the other night. I mean, they only scored eighty eight points, but I, I think he's certainly capable of giving you a little more. So. What do you think of Patrick Beverly pushing uh, Chris Paul? Oh, I thought it was pretty to be expected from Patrick Beverly. That doesn't make it okay, but, I mean, that is what he does. He tweeted out an apology, but it seemed like it was, I don't know if it was less than genuine. Yeah. All right, it's time for your daily assist. Let's get to it. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption. While managing irrigation smartly, find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now, of course, our friend Howard Beck. Howard, happy Thursday. Thanks for being willing to uh, move it up a day. Normally we talk to you on Friday. So happy Thursday. 
Uh, happy Thursday. It's very disorienting, it's, uh, <laughs> but these are strange times we're in, and we, we just have to be flexible. So, yeah, I think Howard was so eager to talk to us again that he was uh, happy to move it up a day. Usually, know? though, we're taking him into the weekend, so I can understand why it feels a little bit disjointing, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I totally get that. Howard, uh, you know, we look forward to talking to you every single week. I don't know whether the feeling is mutual or not, but we really do. Of course. Of course it is. <laughs> well, Howard, um, we haven't talked to you since the front office shakeup for the Utah Jazz. What do you think? Um, did not see it coming, I'll be honest. Um, I, I, you know, I've, I've talked to people since then who said, yeah, you know, there were some rumblings. We thought that this might be going this direction. The interesting thing is, is the number of different interpretations, of course, about, you know, why Dennis Lindsay might be moving out of the, the, the day-to-day role, um, you know, as, as head of basketball ops. You know, is this you know is this does this mean Danny Ainge is coming? Does this mean Dwayne Wade is trying to get somebody? I've heard people suggest that you know uh, Dwayne is is now recruiting Shane Battier to come in and take on more you know a, a, an active role of some sort. Um, and so these are the things that circulate. And I'm not saying this as a report or anything else. And you guys have probably already heard pieces of this, but those are the things that swirl when there's an unexpected move. You know, at, at you know in a prominent front office job, and especially given what an incredible job Dennis Lindsay and his staff have done there. Um, I'm happy for Justin Zanuck that, that he's getting a, a, a primary role there. You know, I, I think he's somebody who uh, I'm sure you guys know, incredibly sharp, well-experienced and has been working at this for a while at, at the, you know, assistant GM rank, you know, both you know, in Utah and Milwaukee um, came up as, as an agent initially and, just super smart, and I, I think you know, uh, you know, worthy of, of of getting this opportunity too. So there's that part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Dennis Lindsay, not the age when you normally expect somebody to retire. I did have somebody you know who's kind of in the loop suggest to me that you know, look, Dennis was talking about even within the last year of wanting to you know, you know, get a little more time with his family. I know that always sounds like a cliche, and when when usually when you know, people say that whether it's in politics or sports, we look at that a little cynically. But this this was this was genuine, from what I understand. Obviously, Howard, this varies from from team to team. But I'm interested in knowing, in your experience, how widespread is it that star players have lots of power within an organization? What do you make of that? Um. Is there a, a broader context, Gordon, to this question? I, I, just, or? I, I just wonder how much, you know, the star player has to say uh, as a say-so in trades or, or you know, acquisitions or even front office moves. I mean, are, are, are the star players usually consulted on this sort of thing? Uh, that, I think, varies team to team and player to player, I would say, I think there are very few players who actually have that kind of sway within an organization. Um, LeBron James, clearly, uh, I'm sure Kevin Durant does. And you know, Steph Curry doesn't strike me as the type who necessarily wants to be consulted, but I'm guessing the warriors, if you know, they had anything dramatic that they were considering would. And as we know, of course, famously, when they decided to go after Kevin Durant, they made sure that all their core guys were on board and and eager because of, of the the you know impact it would have on all of them, um, and so, you know, it. I think it's very few, and I I do think you know there are times like with Damian Lillard, you know, clearly he had you know some thoughts about who he might want to coach there, and they're in a precarious position that team in general, and do you know need to con- be concerned with keeping him happy, and I think in general, look, 
it, it's not so much, oh, does the player have this kind of authority? You have to look at it from the other end, which is if you are the GM or the owner of, of a franchise and you are fortunate enough to have landed one of these transcendent stars, not a guy who's top 30, top 40, top 50, but the, the, the best of the best, the top five, top 10, maybe a little beyond that. It's your obligation to do everything possible to create a winner around them and also to keep them happy so that they want to stay. <laughs> and, and it, it, you know, even if it were just to make them stay, it, it, it is just part of your job. Keep, keep your star players happy. So I, I look at it from the other end of it. This is what you should do if you own a team, run a team, is look out for your star because they're the ones who make your team what it is. So the Phoenix Suns, they really are a, uh, a great story, um, right? I mean, from Chris Paul breaking through to go to the finals, uh, I really like their coach, um, you, you know, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. You know, he was kind of the lost uh, number one pick amongst those other draft picks, really proven something. What's your, what's your favorite part of the Suns story? I, can I, I'm going to be just sappy as all get out right, right now. Right. So people like if you need to go grab a tissue first or <laughs> if you want to prepare yourself to cringe and think, I cannot believe this jaded old sports writer even said this, then just brace yourself. Um, Chris Paul and Monty Williams hugging. That's what I'm remembering. Like that's of all the great things about this. The fact that these two guys started together in essence, all those years ago, a decade ago in new Orleans and what Monty Williams, we all know what he's been through in his life since then, the friendship that those guys have, have had despite being in different places, that they're together to, to, to have this, this moment to make the finals together. It's it just like you cannot script this better. It's just really touching and, and endearing. Um, I love it. And you, and you saw, you know, both when they closed out the prior series and then last night, the heartfelt hug between these two guys. Like there is just this genuine love, Chris Paul and Monty Williams, um, and a partnership there that just made so much sense uh, from a basketball standpoint and on a personal level. And so I just, to me, like those moments, like that's what it's really about. Like, you know, for, you know, look, I'm not a fan, so I don't cheer for wins and losses, everything else. The human element to me is what is the most fascinating and engrossing part of the game for me. It's, it's the stories that, that bind these guys. And so I love seeing that every time those two and look, there's plenty of other elements to it too. And just the, the sun's being um, this in, just an incredible turnaround story of 10 years outside of the playoffs to, to, to making the finals. It just doesn't happen this way. Um, everything about it, their toughness that they've shown Devin Booker breaking his nose and just continuing to just keep plowing through and playing a physical game and just defying it all. Um, they're just, they're, they're, they're a phenomenal story, phenomenal team. Howard, I'm so proud that after all these years, a grizzled veteran such as yourself has not lost his humanity. That, that's, uh, that's encouraging. It really is. Um, what about the other side? In the East, you have two teams who each are, don't have their best players. How do you think that's going to go? Oh, man, this just blows. I mean, let's be honest. Um, I, I, you know, the Hawks and the Bucks. They've both got their own compelling stories, and the Hawks are just like, you know, like the Suns. It's an incredible story, and even more incredible because they're young, and we didn't really expect it at all. They didn't add a Chris Paul. They just kept plugging away, and um, that they've got a chance to make the finals is, is amazing, but if they make the finals because Giannis is out with, with what looked like it could have been a very gruesome knee injury, unfortunately is, is not, but is still serious enough to keep him out, like, uh, who knows if Giannis is going to play again in this series, and if he doesn't, 
you know, it'll still be a great story for the Hawks, but man, it's just a real bummer. Like Giannis is a two-time MVP. Trey Young is not playing tonight either. And, you know, he's one of the brightest young stars in this league and that the conference finals has gone this way. Forget whether the injuries are going to determine the winner. It's more just a matter of like, uh, I'd be psyched to watch this game five, this pivotal game five. And it's like, there's still, you know, there's still a good reason to watch, but uh, you know, uh, Kevin Herter versus Chris Middleton is not what we signed up for. <laughs> LeBron James has uh, been vocal about he thinks there's a correlation between the injuries and the short off season and the the thrown together year this year. Do you do you agree with that? Do you think there is a correlation? I don't think it's possible to know. Um, I understand why people, LeBron and others, draw that that correlation and you know just you know have this feeling like this is the position that the league put itself in i get that but i think that you know from a just a, a medicine standpoint a health standpoint if you you know try to draw the line like it, it's not it's not possible we don't know which of these injuries were due to fatigue or overuse or lack of rest or too many games in too short a span we just don't know it's impossible to know and several of these injuries are just kind of freak accidents right Trey Young backed up into a referee and stepped on the referee's foot, and that's how he ended up with a bone bruise. Uh, Giannis gets hurt fighting for a ball with Clint Capella, and, and Capella falls into him awkwardly. Like, these things happen. LeBron, you know, during the season, it was one of those kind of things. It, like, it, when it's collisions, when it's just happenstance during a game, you can't then say, oh, well, compressed season or, oh, short turnaround. And some of these teams didn't have a short turnaround. LeBron's team did, but... The Hawks weren't in the bubble. They, you know, they they had like ten months off or something. Like some teams, you know, had plenty of rest. So it's not possible to to ascribe every injury or the rash of injuries to any one thing. It's probably a contributing factor, but there there's no scientific way to prove that. Howard, you mentioned Damian Lillard. Uh, what do you make of? The hiring of Chauncey Billups and sort of uh, the way that press conference was handled where the uh, reporters were cut off from asking about Chauncey's background. Uh, and what do you think of the hire as a whole? Oh, man, there's a whole lot of stuff there. Um, so let me start with this. Um, in a vacuum, I would just say this. Chauncey Billups, great player and a guy who purely is a basketball matter. I'm going to set aside, you know, the the accusations from 20 something years ago for a minute as a basketball player as a basketball figure this is somebody who's been universally respected teammates love him coaches love him super smart natural leader great communication skills when you were looking at guys who as as players and then certainly as an assistant coach for him if you were trying to check all the boxes about what you think would make for a great head coach Chauncey checked every single box so there's that part of it and, you know, younger players, your today's players look up to him. Um, he, he, he's, he's a natural choice, surely as a basketball matter. And, you know, has been a, a really widely respected figure in this league for a long time. Um, so, so the story from 1997, the sexual assault accusation, which was then settled in court in, in 2000, it's, it's, it's kind of wild, guys. Like this is, you know, maybe it's because I'm getting old. Maybe it's just because a lot of time has passed. Maybe it's because we're now in a different era. But in 1997, that was my first year covering the league. I was on the Lakers. I don't remember this story at all. When this came up a week or so ago, 10 days ago, I said, wait, he was accused of what? When? And like, I, like this did not even ring a bell. 
that it was settled in 2000 even. But remember, back then, there was no Twitter. There was no social media. There was no 24-7 debate shows either, for that matter, on ESPN, I don't think. And so we just – everybody didn't know everything all the time. Every story wasn't, like, repeated every five minutes on every platform because we didn't have that many platforms. So it's interesting and, and, and just kind of strange that, you know, that this is kind of a product of, of the era we're in, that Chauncey Billups – since that time, traded multiple times, played for multiple teams, became a finals MVP, um, retires, broadcasts for ESPN, uh, broadcasts for the Clippers, becomes an, becomes an assistant coach at a couple places, and never did this story ever come up, I don't think. Like, I, it just it wasn't in the ether, and suddenly it is, and I don't begrudge anybody for focusing on it and for being concerned about it. I want to be clear about that. But it, it was just um, – kind of, you know, was, 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 you know, knocked me off kilter a little bit. Like, wait, whoa, whoa, where did this story come from? I have no recollection of this. Uh, the Blazers handled it terribly. There's like, you cannot describe it any other way. And there's no excuse for it. Chauncey Billis was up there ready to, to, to deal with these questions. I'm sure was fully prepared. And as a guy who is, is really smart and a great communicator, as I said earlier, and, and could have answered these questions, and that a, a, a PR person decided to cut him off or to cut off the question and say, like, that's it, he's not answering anything more, um, is, is just it's disrespectful to the, the, weighty, the, 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 the gravity of the accusations. It's, it's, it's disrespectful to the media and to the fans who want to know. There were a lot of Blazer fans who clearly were upset about, um, you know, Chauncey being hired despite knowing these things. Um, and it's fine that they did their own investigation and teams do do this. That's not, you know, that that's not some made up thing. The teams and the league do conduct their own investigations on matters that are this serious and do their background checks. And if it found that, that, you know, that, that you, you know, he's in the clear. Okay, great. But you can't just say he's in the clear. We did an investigation. Trust us. And then stop there. You, you can't, you owe your fans and the public more than that. Uh, uh, kind of a tricky follow-up question to that, Howard. And I know you're very thoughtful on these matters, but on the on the bigger scale, it makes me wonder. And it varies from incident to incident, uh, problem to problem. Uh, but I wonder sometimes how how long is long enough before something like that is to be either forgiven or or forgotten? You know, and, and I don't know the answer to the question, but do you have any thoughts on that? It's very much eye of the beholder. Um, it's a personal thing. Um, I, I don't, you know, it's not my place to tell anybody else how they should feel about it. And it's not my place to, to say whether a, a team can still hire a guy despite this being in their past. Um, you know, in the case of Chauncey Billups, of course, there were never any criminal charges. And that doesn't mean that he's innocent, by the way. You know, um, the, the, the folks who are experts in, in sexual assault and other uh, uh, crimes in that area will tell you a tiny percentage ever, you know, reached the light of day in terms of charges being filed or in terms of even a complaint or in terms of even being reported to the authorities, much less go through the system, much less a conviction. So it doesn't, it doesn't mean he's in the clear, but it's a lot harder to judge when you know that there were, there was never any, uh, any hearing ever, any, any, any resolution. There was an out of court settlement, but those things happen you know, you know, frequently without necessarily anything being proven one way or the other. So it makes it really hard. It's hard for people in our position as fans or as media to, to know how to feel about it because we just, we will never know the full story. And so, 
um, I, it's 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 difficult. And look, I, I covered Chauncey for a little bit in New York. You know, again, I did not know about these things at that time. I, you know, I liked Chauncey. Again, everybody around the league likes Chauncey and respects Chauncey. I and, and so what ha- might have happened in '97? I don't know. Should that color my view of him now? I I don't know. It, it's it's something I think a lot of us just kind of struggle with um, because there's just some ambiguity involved there. And you know, in Jason Kidd's case, look, he was he was charged. There were there was a complaint. There was you know he had to go to, through counseling and and all this other stuff. Um, there's been no that we know of any accusations since then that, that Jason Kidd has, has, has repeated anything that he was, you know, uh, guilty of back then. So is that, is that enough? Again, I, that is up to each individual person to decide. Howard, thank you very much as always. Great to talk to you on a Thursday. Always a pleasure, fellas. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Howard. Howard Beck, our good friend, senior NBA writer. For Sports Illustrated. Oh, and we didn't tell him that he was the inspiration for today's band of the day. Beck. Oh, we forgot. Yeah. Austin, tell him. Austin will let him know. I doubt he cares. Ah, still good. (laughs) Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director. How much is the university educating or going to be educating these kids as far as if they come into cash on how to handle it and maybe what to expect? Right now, that's what we're trying to do with Built for Life is to accelerate programs that will help them learn how best to deal with these types of opportunities to make money. We've done this for years. Every school in the state has educated their student athletes and it's not just about football and baseball and basketball. It's about a relationship, and it's about the way that we connect with our student-athletes. And this just speeds it up about 100 times what it's been in the past. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I was playing in a scramble tournament once. We had in our foursome, I can't remember if he was the director of golf at the course or the head pro, but the knowledge he had of that golf course helped every one of us. He knew where to hit the ball, where not to hit the ball, what to look out for, and that's why we won. So I'm telling you, knowledge is power. See that water out there? Don't hit it there. (laughs) You know, why do I throw my pearls before swine like this? Okay, Garden, see that big old spot of white stuff? It kind of looks like a beach now. Don't hit it over there. Now, see that uh, pond over there? Looks like there's water and some carp in there. I don't hit it over there. Now, when you come up to the fifth hole, what you want to do is you want to kind of turn your hip to the south because that's where the flag is. Or well, some people call it a, flag, a, a pin, but I like calling it a flag. I hope the guys at Real Golf Radio aren't listening right now because they're looking at a couple of rubes here who don't are just unsophisticated people who know nothing about golf. Don't hit it there. There's a lake. <laughs> That's funny. Good job on the open mic right there. You can always submit something via the open mic on our Zone Sports Network app. <laughs> Gotta admit, that was funny. Get it toward the pin. You guys, don't you understand that there are subtle things about a golf course that you need to know? 
Yeah, like where the bathroom is. That's <laughs> not so <laughs> What subtle. kind of drinks you can get cart. at the turn. Yeah. <laughs> is there a cart? That's key. What do you mean? Like, is there a snack cart? Why is that so key? Because if you've got to load up before the round, then you gotta you got to know that. You don't want to be stuck out on hole eight without a, <laughs> Here's without a refreshment. We're not all out there trying to earn our tour card. <laughs> Some of us are just here for the 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 sunshine and the peanuts. Do you uh, the do dirty you, jokes? Do you, right. do you tip heavily on the uh, when the cart comes around? I honestly, I don't think I've ever played a course where there was a traveling cart. I've worked at a course where there was, but I've never played a course where there was a traveling cart. Did you drive the cart? What? Did you ever drive the cart? No, 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 no. I worked in the country club. We've been over this. Yes, where Orrin Hatch's uh, fourth great-granddaughter wore 12 Dr. Peppers as her wedding dress. <laughs> because you spilled them on her. Yep. <laughs> did, you, did you get in trouble for that? Yeah, man. Did I you had, get fired? I was told to come back the, the following week. And this, was, this happened on a Tuesday. So you were suspended for a week. Pretty much, yeah. And I had to pay the bill to get the dress fixed. And and now she has a story she'll tell yeah. forever and ever. She does. You're welcome, yeah. lady. I bet she laughs about it now. I don't know. Oh, was, yeah. It she seemed to be the ever. end of time. But that was a while ago. I bet now it's, it's uh, remember when, ha, 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 I got spilled on at my wedding, ha, ha, ha. Were you uh, were you toting Dr Pepper or diet Dr Pepper? Uh, it was mostly I say Dr Peppers because it was I think seven of the twelve were Dr Peppers. I don't remember some real ones, sticky stuff. It was all sodas. Yeah, worst moment of my life. That must have been very uncomfortable for her. But you're really lucky you didn't. It get was this. in her shoes. Like she <laughs> dumped her shoe out. Actually, she didn't. Her her groom did because she was tears. Mascara running oh tears. Oh my gosh, Austin! That that is a that's the old Southwest. You want to get away commercial right there. I'm surprised you didn't get disappeared. I am too. Yeah, like what happened, to Austin? I don't know. I saw a dude with an earpiece, and <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, he was gone. There's a bunch of red uh, lasers flying around. Yeah, something the room. happened, you know. I saw, saw somebody that looked hatches. like uh, security, and then I I saw Austin for a minute, and then he was gone. And frankly, we don't know what happened. No, because when was things it the like senator's uh, granddaughter or niece, what was it's it? like his second great niece or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but see, when what happens in those cases, Jake, is when someone says, "Hey, what happened to Austin?" Then everyone else says, "Who's Austin?" Mm. Never heard of him because mm. they don't want to be the next to disappear. Got to admit, being disappeared would be rough. That had well, that, that's got to be the most embarrassing moment of your entire life. It is, yeah. I mean, can, can you think of something else? If I have something worse than that, <laughs> then it's just a terrible life. Have you? I mean, what? What? How did you? What caused you to trip? Well, that's a debate that I know the truth to. Oh, did somebody do it on purpose? No, it wasn't on purpose. Okay. But there's a policy in place that well, there was when I worked there. There's usually AV audiovisual things, slide that at a wedding reception you have a slideshow sure, sort yeah. of thing, and we t took care of all that, and so we would run extension cords and we would have to it was policy to duct tape them down mm -hmm. and then put this heavy, like really heavy mat over it, like oh, carpet, yeah, yeah. heavy carpet, yeah, like a weather mat. That's, yeah, pretty, yeah, that's okay. pretty standard procedure. Right. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a seven and a half to eight inch window where the cord went across. Behind this woman, mm -hmm. where she was sitting at the head table, where they did not tape it down, and it was not covered. 
and I happened to catch it with my foot. And that's I spun and dumped it over kind of over my right shoulder and it went every one of them on her. So you could have There was some splashing to the other people, but it was her. You could have sued the setup people, right? Sued them. (laughs) It was was like an 18 year old college kid. It wasn't a professional. (laughs) Okay. Um, See, now this is an example, Jake. It was Austin's destiny. To dump those drinks. Oh, no, let's not on talk that about bride. This. It <laughs> wasn't not, he. Uh, he couldn't control it. it. It was his destiny. So, it just happened. All right, I'm done. He could have looked down at the wire. <laughs> In fact, I that was the the person's debate was that it's still on you to want to want to need to look down at the wire. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. He could have not worn flip-flops to work. <laughs> he could have done all those things. It was black tie was with his, flip-flops. Yeah. It was his destiny to do that. and He should have controlled it better. No, but you... <laughs> just, yeah, that's the way it is. It's a, you, you talk about your destiny as though it's in the past tense. Hey, all right. Well, thank goodness you did. <laughs> Austin, I feel your pain on that one. How many years ago was that? That was 2008. 2008. So no wonder you're not over it. It's only 14 years ago. <laughs> no wonder it's still... Do you ever wake up at night and that thing is still with you? Uh, no, no, I don't have any any shell shock from it. So if speak, you no. could uh, erase a moment from your Ooh. history, would you erase that one or Wheel and Jazz? No! <laughs> Don't do that to me. Oh, man. You, you, oh, my gosh. I do have a worse moment. Why don't you play that now? No! Over my dead body. Uh, I'd probably you? erase that one. If the I wheel were and you. jazz? No, no, no. The, we all the, make stupid mistakes on the air. That doesn't matter. And, and plus, that was well intended. That right. Was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was well intended. And plus, and uh, Jeff's cool with it. And Jeff was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that could Even have been. You did it twice. That could have been way worse. <laughs> I would I would erase the the drink spilling, I think. If I were you, I think I'd go with that. That's a, because I'll do respect to Jeff Griffin and the Wheeling Jazz. Senator Hatch at the time was like fifth in command of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you did, you know, cause a blip in, in a wedding day, which is always a little regretful. I'm I sure ruined you that woman's yeah. wedding. Well, what did she do? What did, what did she do? I told you. She was in shambles. She yes, wept. I know. So- sobbing like Nancy Kerrigan behind the curtain. But did she go change out of it? Did, or did I don't know. I was sent home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did All she? All I know is that I was told, don't come back till next Monday. It, this was a Tuesday. We'll call you. Don't call us. I called Monday. They said, come on back. And when I got to work, there was a bill for me. Yeah, they Was it. there a big flowing gown? Was it, uh, I mean. It was a beautiful dress. Was it really? Yeah. So she probably went back into the dressing room and had to put on her regular clothes or something. Because she was going to walk around Borrowed like someone's that. sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, I, for the, <laughs> the first dance. I'd erase that one. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a sweatshirt that says Jackson Hole. <laughs> Something from the pro shop. Right. Title a is Ben Hogan over. hat. Yeah. <laughs> Did you drop it on her head? 
It, yes! <laughs> the crown of her, and the perfectly quaffed, I'm sure it cost eight grand, that hairdo. And it went every, every inch. So, she was soaked, head to toe. Literally in her shoe. The guy poured her shoe out. <laughs> It that was awful. Something. So she, she, she probably was wearing a golf. Hat. How, how about this one? How about this one? Would you rather erase that from your history or have caught the ball at the Angels game? Uh, the, this. The, the, the Angels game is astronomical chance that I miss on that. That hit yes. my freaking seat uh, in the nine and a half minutes I was away from the seat that day. But that's not. Pouring 12 Dr. Peppers on the bride two minutes after she sits down at the head of the table. But it would be making a happy memory as opposed to erasing a bad one. I would erase, I would erase dumping the Dr. Peppers. Erase the bad one. And it hurts worse and the ball feels good. Yeah, for sure. Not how I would ever that was put it. An interesting way to put I'm glad that. Glad it was your voice saying those words in that order. Uh, so when you tell that story to people, do they cringe? Do they laugh out loud? I mean, we laugh, but we're not normal. Uh, you know, most people look at me jaw gape. No, no. And then they, and then there's the usual. Well, then what? What happened? I'm like, I, I was gone. I'd left. They told me to leave. It is funny. It's one of those things where I'm sure it was very serious at the time. But you've got, I mean, you get away from it a little bit, and it's pretty hilarious. That's what I'm saying. I bet the bride even laughs about it now. Okay, so here's where I just hedge on that, and then we can obviously you should call go her. to a break. Call her. Call her. Yeah, call her and, we'll and dial up the white pages and just start at A <laughs> until I get to the right no, name. you can find out. I don't know her name. You can find it. How? I don't know. They probably have a record of that at the place. I don't know. I Call and apologize and have a no. good laugh about it. Now. No. Here's where I hedge that, Jake, is if she's now laughing about it, then I think I can start laughing about it. But until then, I, I really. Oh, that's why, you, that's why you got to call her. I can't. Sure and I do kind of chuckle. It. I kind of, you know, smile. I don't celebrate the moment, you mm -hmm. know. No, but it is funny. Yeah. In a very, like, you would see something like that in a comedy on TV kind it's of way. It's very slapstick comedy. Yeah. 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 Poor girl. Something Balky would do on Perfect Why? Strangers. Why? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join Hanson Scotty at the warehouse on Friday, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. Our producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list. Someplace you don't want to find your name yet. We put people on it all the time. Austin, who's going on the list today? A couple of thieves in Utah County go hmm. on the list here today. What did they do? Uh, in Linden, Shannon Corwin said that three bearded dragons, a corn snake, and a chameleon have vanished from her house. Wow. In well, fact, video camera footage shows them being... Removed and stolen by would-be bandits, alleged bandits, thieves. Uh, Corwin believes the boys entered through an unlocked door. The problem here is that uh, these lizards 
and the snake and the chameleon are extremely rare, extremely valuable, and one of them is named Gus. <laughs> oh, man, I've had a rough morning. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. Like and that. he's a rescue. She rescued him from somebody. He wasn't being taken care of properly, and he has MBD which is metabolic bone disease. He can't walk. He can't eat. He's 100% hand-fed, and we're now on day six of him not having any food. I want my animals back. I'll do anything to get them back. Anyone with any uh, contact information or or tips, call Linden Police Department 229-7070. Don't be stealing people's pets, yo. (laughs) I've got two thoughts on this. One, I thought you were going the Lisa Wilson route. No, I didn't. Getting robbed at a wedding. <laughs> no, I, I thought you were. You might be going that route. The other one is it, this. Reminds me of the story when who wasn't it? Lady Gaga's dogs got uh, got stolen, but some poor guy got shot in the meantime. Her yet, dog Walker. Yeah, all anybody could talk about were the dogs. <laughs> like she's on TV pleading for her dog's return. Meanwhile, the the poor dog Walker is in the in the, uh, what, the intensive care. Yeah. Hanging on to life, yeah. Everybody's it's national news about the dogs. And the she guy was leaving his a... hospital bed is like, "Hey, <laughs> I got shot." How about the little for the effort here? <laughs> she uh, she was offering like fifty grand, which is the reason he got shot for the perpetrator <laughs> to get the dogs back, not to to nab the person that shot. She even said, "Just drop him off. I'll give you fifty grand." Didn't say anything about if you can arrest the men or women that have shot my dog walker. Nothing. Nothing. Like Nothing. That. It was all about the dogs. Hmm. And by the way, if you're going to pay out that kind of money for the dogs, that's why your dogs are getting stolen and the poor son of a gun got shot in the first place. Yeah, you're setting a precedent. Somebody's going to come along and steal them again. And now I'm pretty sure the conclusion to that was somebody turned in the dogs and that somebody was the kidnapper, but they returned the dogs like, oh, I just found these dogs. They're exactly. outside my house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, and the dog walker did recover. And- yeah. Meanwhile, Derek, the dog walker, is on life support. Like, how hey, they, hey, how they, anybody? How'd they anybody? find out that the guy Hello? who turned him in was the one that uh, actually did it? Policing, Gordon. I mean, how, how could they know that? They probably suspected that that was the case at the beginning <laughs> and then, you know, looked into it. Okay. There's cameras everywhere these days. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, I, all I, I can think of there is the dad from Peter Pan. Poor Nana! Uh, (laughs) Poor father! Yeah, I do. I always felt bad for the dog walker in that sense because you know he took a bullet, but yet the world was was could have been more concerned about. He was shot three times. (laughs) Three? Whoa! All anybody could talk about is these dogs. If if somebody if if Lady Gaga were like, yeah, I'm replacing an old dog walker. I need somebody new. Would you be like, man, no, I'm passing. I saw what happened to the old guy. That's not going to be me. So, as the story unfurled, were they happy? They were happy that she got her dogs back. Did anybody ever ask about the welfare of the the victim? All that's known about him is he's actually survived. That was, and it was just a blip at the end of the story. It was one little sentence. The I forget his name. Yeah, is expected to make a full recovery. <laughs> oh, well, but the, the okay. whole body of the of the report was about. Sniffles and biffles, the dogs. Do you think that Lady Gaga fired the dog walker for losing the dogs? <laughs> Not only do you have three bullets in you for the rest of forever. But you had one job, and that's to ensure the dogs return safely. And you failed at that job. You had one job and one job only. You're fired. I agree with you, Jake. I think if she's offering 50000 for the dogs, she should pay the dog walker 500000 
I might fly down and camp out at her house to steal those dogs. I mean, she's just inviting it in the future. It's like the athlete that keeps half a million dollars in cash at their house and then are surprised when they get robbed. Or goes to the club with it on their yeah, neck. Yeah, with it, you know, in their ear or around their neck, yeah. And they're like, wow, I got, I got robbed at gunpoint outside the club. You don't say. It's America. Can't someone wear a, a necklace if they want? Do you understand what we're saying? You can yeah. wear whatever you want, yes. We're not celebrating the robbery. But if you wear half a million dollars in public just out there, <laughs> can you really be surprised when somebody goes, wow, but I could uh, rob that guy? Well, should you not then wear artificial uh, you know, gems because someone might think it's real. But then and it's artificial and the joke's on them. Yeah, I know, and then I know, you just but hand you're still it being over. robbed. Then you just hand it over and say, here you go. <laughs> okay. Here, I got another one for you. So uh, prayers up for Gus, the chameleon. Yeah, all right. Well, all let's right. hope they locate Gus. All right, stay tuned. We have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Oh, man, I've had a rough morning. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone coming up right around the corner. Yep, the movie Zone with our very own Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Is Johnny's real name Jonathan? No, it's John. Oh, okay. But he uh, goes by Johnny. Let's do a let's do a, let's get a little poll question. What's what are, what do we have on tap? Uh, name an animated movie that you begrudgingly went to but ended up really liking it. Well, I didn't go to it per se, but I would go with the new one, Raya. The new uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. I I entered with some low expectations for some reason. Why? I I don't know why. I told you it was great. And uh, it was really good. It was. It was really good. Okay. That's a great answer, yeah. Mine would probably be Soul. Yeah, you did. You tell Mm -hmm. and you fell asleep the first time watching it. The first time, but I want to see it again. I loved it. You had low expectations for it though? Not really low expectations. I just wasn't in the mood. I didn't think I was in the mood. I didn't know what to expect. But I zonked out quickly. Uh, really, really. Lo- How do you fall asleep in a movie that you turn around and watch again and absolutely love? That's crazy. But most of these animated movies are pretty good, aren't they? I well, think- the reason that that's the poll question is there's one coming out this week that ain't. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah? It's not. It's not? Like... Think of the worst, in fact, I I heard from, and we'll bring it up on the show, I heard from someone who knows someone in the in the business of watching these things and saw it already, I haven't seen it, uh, and they said it's the, and they watch five, six movies a day for their job, the worst movie they've ever seen. And what is it? Well, we'll tell you what it is. Oh, from next, give but, us a hint. Uh, it's a sequel, and it involves Alec Baldwin in a diaper. Uh, Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh. I never saw the first one. So so think of the worst movie you've seen and then lower it to this one. All right. Uh, what would be the worst movie I've seen? Ever? Or animated? Ever. I got one. I know which one I would go with, too. What's yours? The Talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> That's pretty awful. Worst movie ever. And, and <laughs> just the good news is it's nine hours long for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is really I was, long. I was begging for it to end by the time it ended. I thought it was going to end like I'm like, oh, finally, they're wrapping this thing up. That was 45 minutes before it actually ended. You're <laughs> so bad. for mercy. Yeah. So bad. Hmm. Uh, the worst movie I ever saw is called Disappearance. 
It stars, oh, uh, what's the guy? Harry Rinnick? Riddick? Can't remember his name. Uh, but, um,. He, they made it here in Utah, actually. It's a family that gets stranded and ends up in a ghost town looking for directions. And one by one, they, each family member disappears. And then the movie just ended because they ran out of money but printed the movie anyway. Well, that sounds bad. Gordon? What was that Chevy Chase movie way back in the, when they were like, he was like an arms dealer or something? I thought that one was pretty bad. Uh, what was it called? Chevy Chase as an arms dealer? Yeah. Um, I'm looking for it. I can't remember what the name of it was, but I, I thought it was... Really oh, Deal of the Century, uh, according to Google. Is that it? Sorry, I don't I can't remember the name of it, but it was forgettable, the movie was. I did not really... Has 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Okay. Sigourney Weaver in it? I don't remember Sigourney. Let me guess. You only saw a part of it. No, I saw. I, I, I just didn't like it. How about, did you guys ever see, and, and this movie was probably better than I'm giving it credit for, but did you see Going South? No. The one with Jack Nicholson? No. When I saw that the first time, it was an old movie. We're talking about, what, late 70s. Uh, it was, it didn't, it didn't make me laugh when I saw it. Well, we're up next. Movie Zone, straight ahead. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.